Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Friday morning episode. It's, oh, it's such a weekend ahead of us, Sam. Four Euro 2020 quarterfinals, including England versus Ukraine. And my God, it's just tantalising. But I will add this as well. I will see fucking none of it. What? How come, mate? I will see none of it. I will be, um, and I'm not saying this in a negative kind of way, I will be escorting my daughter to a university open day, Mm. which involves driving down to the outskirts of London this evening and then doing the open day tomorrow throughout the morning and afternoon and then driving back from the outskirts of London to Sunderland Tomorrow evening, which hang should on, hang nicely on, hang cover on. all of the matches. But tomorrow night's game, the England game, is what, 8 yeah. o'clock? Yeah. So I'm thinking you've got to stay in a Premier Inn on the outskirts of London tomorrow night. It's fucking nah. obvious. Nah. You know what? It's England. I'm not that fussed. Oh, for so, fuck's sake, mate. I'm listen, not. I'm really not. I wasn't listen, bothered the other night. This is how it works. This is how it works with England, right? We don't like them. We find it boring. We don't watch the games. It's an annoying and irritating interruption of the Premier League season when mm. they play their daft fucking qualifiers and friendlies. The tournament starts to go fucking in. I don't give a shit. The fans are all stupid. The players are all cunts. The manager's clueless. And then we win. And then mm. you do what I do. You buy off of Amazon for £20 a Crusaders outfit. Yeah, and, I saw that. And wear and dress up in it in your house where the only people to impress are your wife and your two children. Your son is so angry with you for wearing it, he practically cries because he thinks you look like so <laughs> much of a... You just thought I looked like such a silly cunt. He was like, yeah. I just don't know why you're doing that. My mm. wife was just... My wife's exact words when she saw it were, this is a new Nadir for you. Mm-hmm. And my daughter obviously just rolled her eyes, right? Yeah. Her, do you know yeah. what her term is for people like me? What's that? I don't know if this is something her and her mates use or something she she made up. Um, lad mate. That's what she calls it. She goes, oh, you're, lad such a, mate. you're such a lad mate. And I said, what's that supposed to mean? She goes, you're just one of these blokes who goes around going, all right, mate, all right, all right, mate, lads, lads, in your fucking all crusader right, yeah. outfit, right? And I said, well, look, England have beaten Germany. What was I supposed to do but dress Mm. up in this Crusader outfit that I'd had in a box in my room for a week but never quite had the opportunity to put it on? And then you did put on social media as well. I imagine you got lots of positive feedback from that. I saw that. Or was that just on your private 
Instagram. No, no, I put it far and wide. Mm. I put mm-hmm. it far and wide. I um, I put it on the family group chat on WhatsApp first, mm-hmm. and like most people just didn't just, respond. Just test the water, so to speak. I thought, I wonder what they'll make of this. I've got a very middle-class sister-in-law who's very... She's lovely, I love her, but she's, like, very Radio 4, kind yeah. of, probably listens to the fucking Archers, you know. Mm-hmm. And she said, um, uh, Are you campaigning in Bately and Spen? <laughs> <laughs> you realise how a lot of these England fans do feel like, you know, because I, I was just trying to get into the spirit of things, mate. Mm. Um, so uh, what yeah. I'm saying to you is you're going to miss the game. That's a shame. But, yeah. you know, you have to you have to get really, really, really into it all of a sudden and then just nope. lose interest again. No, I honestly can't. I didn't the other night in the Germany game. I just couldn't. I, I just couldn't. I can't. It's been too long now. I realised that it was 1996 when I lost interest in England when they got rid of Venables after Euro 96 mm-hmm. because he had some kind of up, up, upcoming business-related court case. Terry that was vegetables. why he went, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. And then after that, it's just been a fucking farce. And mm. then every time there's a tournament, the the mainstream media just you know goes into fucking hyper overdrive and I, I can't be bothered with any of it did you see during the Germany game just as Grealish was coming on as a sub they cut to one of the fans in in the, in the crowd and he was going fucking nuts it was like he was at a Beatles gig in 1964 <laughs> he was he just went fucking ballistic with fucking excitement because Grealish was coming on I just thought I don't want anything to do with this all the England fans they're all, they're all just that that little bit too much fucking into it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I've got a football team. I don't need another football team. Mm. I've got Sunderland. All of me, all of me, heart and soul goes Emotional into Sunderland. Emotional energy yeah, is inside interested. of the Black Cats. I'll say yeah. this: when Muller was through on goal, one on one, and the oh, chance no. to equalise, oh, no. a large don't part say of me it. wanted that to go in. Don't say it. You're worse than my dad. It's the sort of shit my dad comes out with. Right? Well, there you go. And um, all I'd say is. I, I see where you're coming from, mate. But the, I'd say two things, really, is that one is, you know, football sometimes is just all about emotion and shared experience, excitement. And, mm. you know, we don't get enough of that in life. And <laughs> generally speaking, I mean, let's not forget as well, you know, we support pretty, like, fucking perennial failures in our respective football clubs, uh, right? Uh, uh, hang on, my team won the Papa John's Trophy at Wembley. Yeah, all right, yeah. Season just gone. So but, don't, but lump, what, don't lump what, Sunderland in. Don't lump Sunderland in with West Ham, my friend. Right. Because we're so winners. We're, we just like, you know, there's a lot of disappointment. And sometimes it's just like you enter into the excitement because that's all it is. It's plain and simple. There's nothing more to it than here is a team. And, and you know, you could say, why support England? That's kind of almost arbitrary. Why, why affiliate yourself with that country? But the thing is... You know, it's not about nationalism as much. It's about almost to bit. It is almost about all those memories I have from a kid, like watching Maradona knock us out in '86, mm. watching us lose on penalties in 1990, watching us lose again in '96. All of those different moments. I don't know. Like that has an impact on me. I'm not saying yeah. it has to on you. I'm just explaining my position. It and I and I do ignore England, and I am cynical about England. So I would. What I'm trying to say is, I am a total fair weather fan. I am like a total plum. If someone yeah. only turned up That's at West Ham when we were doing well, 
you know what I mean? I think, what a wanker. But yeah. that's what I am with England, right? But when it happens and we do do well, I suppose inevitably all of the different feel it taps into all of the different memories and, and bits of nostalgia and personal history that surround mm. all the other times I've watched England in a tournament. And I think that's why it sort of has an impact on me. And there's two other things that I think are, are worth saying. One is, is that, yeah, you do see the England fans, like, and you see the sort of people, particularly the sort of people that are zoomed in on, because don't forget, there will be plenty, I know people who went to that game, there'll be plenty of fans like you or I, reasonable people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people who are rational, right? And I would yeah. say it's probably the majority. First of all, on a very simple level, cameramen and TV directors are not fucking zooming in on me and you sat there looking a bit tired and only vaguely interested, right? Exactly. That's the first thing. And the second thing is, and, you know, at the end of the day, they could pick out fucking nutters and lunatics and weirdos at uh, any given week if they wanted to at fucking the London Stadium or the Stadium alike, right, if they wanted to. But the thing is, England fans, that type of England fan, is, in my opinion not representative of the majority of people who are well, into it. Well, hang on. I'll stop you there because, as, as I said before, I went to an England match at the stadium and late. Yeah, and, and you said there was a lot the, of horrible people. the is completely different to a, a Sunderland Yeah, league. that's true. It's a lot at more the, At the stadium, but what I'm saying is the whole nation, exaggeration, admittedly, but there's a, you know, a lot of people right now, including people who don't even usually that are that into football. My missus is mm. a good example. She's, she's, I mean, she knows about football, she doesn't. She's not bang into it. She won't watch Premier League games. But when England are in a tournament, she watches it, right? Because it's sort of like it's like Christmas. It's a tradition. You sit down and watch England, right? And so there's loads of people who feel into it, and, and the vast majority of all those people are not some fucking nutter with his top off, massive man yeah. boobs, crying with a cross yeah. of St George tattoo, right? They're just like, and I think don't let the cunts ruin it for the rest of us. That's what I'll I just- think. Uh, should I just drop in at this point an edit of your rant about fan parks from an episode about a year or so ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, because that's, that's tied into it as well. It you is, know, yeah. Fan, pa- fan parks. I, look, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not fucking interested. I'm not I'm fucking clear, interested. I'm clear. I'm not trying to convince you of anything. I know that's futile. But what I'm saying is, is that what, one thing that I do think is that people... There are people, you non-football fans, you know the ones, and I know you hate these people who go on Twitter during a game and do all that, oh, the man kicked the ball in the goal net, right? And yeah. think that's funny, right? But you do get people like, there was someone on Facebook giving it all the, uh, uh, football's coming home, classic British hubris and arrogance and exceptionalism. Why is why is Britain the home? Why and basically the extension they take a number of leaps where suddenly you're not just singing along to a song that the geezer from the fucking lightning seeds wrote in the 90s. You are actually a racist saying all Muslims out. <laughs> right? <laughs> and the thing is all I'm saying is Andy there are people I know that's not you but there are people in this fucking mad divided nation we current we now live in, right? That make those leaps very easily, very very well, that's, easily. That's nothing to do with football. That's just society as a large now, especially social media. That's true, but at, just at the moment, because football's so big, because football's yeah. so big, right? At the moment, and people are going on about it. There is a fucking demographic. There is a class of person, a type of person, who would see not you because you're not into England, right? But if they did see you in a Sunderland shirt in the street, 
you're a middle-aged white guy with a shaved head yeah. in a Sunderland shirt. There are so many people who would straight away judge you and, and make a number of fucking really definite assumptions on the basis of that. And they do it loads about um, England at this time. Yeah, this isn't... An, an, I know I'm not saying you're doing it. And like I said, I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm just saying it for the sake of fucking content yeah. that I think I, I find that disappointing because of course there's fucking dickheads. But let me tell you something. I'm not going to fucking say West Ham isn't full of fucking dickheads. There's fucking loads. Loads. Yeah. Right? Well, Awful. Yeah. But it doesn't stop me from going because I have faith no, that the, major- the, the silent majority are good people. I don't even know where this is going now. It's just, it's just opinions, isn't it? I'm not trying to make you like England. I'm just saying things out of my mouth yeah. that come from yeah. my brain. To and, time. you know, and, I mean, and mate, mate, mate. Gazza is shit. <coughs> shit player. Oh, Couldn't fucking kick up. a ball straight. Off his Fuck fucking me. nut half the time. Fucking. Psh, can you I mean, play in the everyone... hot take step? Can you play in a hot take sting here? No. The only reason people listen to this is because they want to hear about your balls anyway. So, I mean, I don't know why. All right, we're yeah. talking about fucking England. But there you go. Uh, we'll, we'll do the predictions at the end. But, uh, mate, I'm going to get body paint and paint the cross of St. George on my ball bag. Fucking go for it, mate. Fucking go for it. You know, it's good to have polar opinions on this Hobbies. podcast sometimes. Hobbies. Hobbies, if you can call it that. Um, so, anyway. Um, yeah, your balls. Tell us, right. tell us in about your I, balls, I, I feel like because you're annoyed with me now. And I'm not now annoyed with you it, at all. I'm, it's now I'm, I'm you don't just, care about I've my balls as much. I've, 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 you, you're talking about the England thing, and honestly, I watched it the other night. My son's well into it. He was jumping about like a lunatic when the goals went in. He Three loves lines. it. I love that he loves it. Um, there's a small part of me that thinks, you know, you know what? I've got the opposite. My son hated me wearing the fucking England get up, and he is sort of because he was right behind Hungary. He's sniffy yeah. about England, and he said England Good. would lose, and now he says England are going to lose to Ukraine, and he says he's not that bothered about watching it. You and fucking Len should hang out, and I should hang out with Oliver. I like your style. I like yeah. your style. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm there. I'm watching the games. Well, I'm obviously not watching it on Saturday night, but um, I'm I'm invested in it up to a sense, but I just couldn't give a fuck. Three lines. I give, I'm more interested in the fact that Sunderland have signed <laughs> six youth players for the under-23s that have been released by various Premier League clubs. That, well, that sounds good. That's the sort of thing I do on FIFA when I manage a team in the yeah. lower divisions. And, it and I'm like, this out. is what we should have been doing for the last three years, and I'm fucking, I'm excited by it. But anyway. Is this because um, of yeah, Johnny American? Yeah. Uh, anyway, listen, uh, yeah, my I balls... Think they've just got people in who kind of have got a bit of a vague idea about what we should be doing as a football club. So that's nice. We'll see. We'll see where it leads. Yeah, your balls. It's been such a busy and eventful week, mate. My balls are almost like lost in the mists of time. But basically, I went, you know, regular listeners who go way back will will know that because I've talked about before that I've got this cyst in my balls that is effectively a third bollock. The backstory Mm -hmm. to this is I was lying in bed in the year 2001 uh, having a feel about on my scrotum, found a pea-sized object that was uh, a floating voter, you might say, in the scrotum. <laughs> Freaked out yeah. really badly, as is my way, like straight out of bed, saying to Anna, oh, I've got fucking ball cancer! Right? <laughs> Went to the doctor the next day. They, they sent me to the nurse. The nurse started examining me whilst I was standing up my trousers around my ankles. 
uh, I became so stressed that I passed out, had a fit, and wet myself. Yeah. And um, which had happened, to, which happened to me before at school years yeah. ago in the worst day of my life. So then I got an examination. They said it's just a, a benign cyst. Don't worry about it. It'll probably go away. Then about 10 years later, I went again. I thought, I better get this checked out because it's grown a bit. So I went to get it scanned a second time. And whilst scanning it, they said, that's all right. Although it is now grown to the size of a Malteser. But right. uh, yeah. they, we, we, whilst doing the scanning, we found something else inside your testicle. So then I became from yeah. inside ball cancer again. Luckily, no, I didn't. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. Now, I've been feeling it again, and it's been getting a lot bigger. And they keep saying every time I get checked out, they go, it'll just go. People get these all the time. It's just got fluid in it. It'll burst, mm-hmm. right? Where's the fluid fucking go? Where's the fluid go, mate? <laughs> Does it just hang around in my ball it'll bag just l- forever? Lurk within the ball bag, lo- lowering it, weighing it down. Yeah, that'll weigh me down, won't it? Like, like a balloon full of water. Yeah, Exactly. My balls are sagging as it is, mate. When you hit your 40s, <laughs> that happens, kids. So do your ball exercises every morning, because if not, they will sag. And you'll have to go and get what's known as a scrotal lift from an expensive (laughs) surgeon in California. But all the film stars do it. Michael, yeah, you can get it it done (laughs) cheap in Hungary. (laughs) Michael Douglas has had four, four or five of them, scrotal (laughs) lifts, right? It's nice. His his ball bag is tight and and rides high, but... Mm. I don't know. It doesn't look natural. Like it's it not. Looks so natural, doesn't it? It's not he wrinkled. Did that photo shoot. It's not wrinkled. It's that. smooth. Yeah, did it he for did Vanity that Fair. In Vanity Fair. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he did it. He did it in Vanity Fair, and everyone said, "Wow, that's great for his age." But it was so clearly it had worked because there was not a single wrinkle. It was perfect. It looked yeah. like it looked like a scrotum designed by <clears throat> Apple. 
I mean, I'm, I'm not here to body shame anyone, and I wouldn't body shame any 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 older celebrities who want to get mm. surgery or work done on their faces. I mean, I watched that Friends reunion thing. There yeah. were some unusual expressions on their faces that night. Good luck to them. Yeah, whatever you want to do, whatever makes you happy. But uh, Douglas doesn't look right with that. That almost it's almost like a, a Swedish teenager's ball bag that he's got. Yeah, and it's hairless. It doesn't doesn't and fit with the rest of his body. It's yeah. Space Age. It's like something from a Kubrick movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Jeff Bezos has got one as well, probably. Matchy's head. Um, so so I went back and they felt it up and they go, this mm. is on Monday. And the examination wasn't particularly pleasant. I don't want to put people off. It wasn't painful, but I found it hard to relax because when your balls are in another man's hands, and I'm not talking mm. your ball bag, I'm saying... He has your testicle between finger and thumb, rolling it about mm. like someone might roll a bogey before flicking it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he's talking, young bloke, and he's chatting away to me, and I'm like, <sighs> I was trying to do breathing exercises to relax, and he was looking yeah. at me. And when a man looks you in the eye whilst toying with your um, gonad, it's a strange mm. experience because you're supposed mm. to be acting. Yeah, this is chill. This is normal. We're both normal men. You're just feeling my testicles and we're having a chat. Yes, this is a normal experience, a medical procedure. Yeah. But really, I kept I kept trying to be bantankerous and go, you've got a busy day then, have you, mate? How long have you been in the bollock game then? Yeah. <laughs> Does it take a lot of training or can you just do a city and guilds or what? Right? City well, and guilds in bollocks. My, my, my bigger than average, is it? Yeah. yeah. Good set of bollocks, would you say? Best you felt today? I mean, I know it's only nine o'clock. It might be your first pair. I don't know what time you start. Maybe you work it so you start real early and then you can knock off mid-afternoon. I don't know. pub. Is that how you work it? Start seeing people at 6am? Right. So he's feeling it and I'm suddenly, I'm sort of chatting, but then I'm breaking off and going, and he's going, are you all right? Does it hurt? Look, like like it had never occurred to him before. That he was almost acting surprised. Like, what's the matter with you, mate? What? Never had another bloke fucking play around with your bollocks before, right? <laughs> and I'm like, well, it doesn't hurt, but it's uncomfortable. And he sort of went, oh, like that. I thought, fuck me, mate. What do you expect? What? How do other cunts react when they come in here, right? <laughs> they sit there fucking whistling a happy song, zippity doo dah, <laughs> right? So, so uh, he goes, right. He takes his gloves off. Eventually, goes, right. There's nothing dodgy there. I don't think. But I'm going to have to send you for a scan. I'll go and get. I'll go and get my boss, which I thought was a funny use of oh, the right. word. Yeah. I've, I've sort of thought like this. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What do you mean, your boss? I thought I was seeing the top fella. No, no. Who the fuck it's are you then? You the monkey? You're going to go and get the fucking uh, uh, organ grinder for me, are you? <laughs> right? Can't believe it. I thought I've just let you fucking feel my nads for about five minutes. You're suddenly, having, suddenly you announce you've got a gaffer, Doctor Bollock. You're having your undercarriage handled by an underling. A fucking amateur. You're Britain's top journalist. I was like, I thought I was going to get the fucking top guy. These balls are famous, mate. I talk about these balls and my podcast, and they should be hearing about this. Right? So, he goes off, and I hear him having a confab with some guy. Some guy comes back in, older bloke, really funny, like, real this and that. Doesn't look like a fucking doctor, right? Dead casual, unshaven, (laughs) walks in. Looks literally looks me up and down. I'm sat there with my trousers round my fucking knees, right? I've pulled my pants up to preserve my dignity, but it's not a pretty sight. He comes in, he looks at me, and he goes, hello. He's got a right dis and that voice. 
I'm the uh, senior consultant. And I go, oh, good for you, mate, right? <laughs> I was wondering when you'd turn up. Right. Cards on the table, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm Britain's best fucking journalist, so let's get it on. Right? That's cool. <laughs> and he got, he looked at me and he went, ah, because the geezer, the young, the underling said, I'm going to get my boss to come and examine you to just mm-hmm. get a second opinion. So I thought, oh, fucking hell, that was really horrible. Now I'm going to have to go through it all over again. The yeah. geezer comes back in. He, look, he looks me up and down. I can see him thinking to himself, do I want to do this? I'm the senior consultant. That's yeah. what I've got oh, matey God, boy no... for. He feels the yeah. bollocks for me. I used to do it yeah. when I was a kid too. But now I've got other people to feel bollocks for me. He looked me up and he said, yeah, you know what? Pull your trousers up. I'll send you for a scan. All right. And I've I knew. Enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I knew that he just thought, I'm going to come and check this bloke out. And if he looks like the sort of bloke who's bollocks, I won't mind feed, feed it, feeling like you say, like a young yeah. Swedish lad, strapping yeah. Swedish lad with lovely <laughs> shiny balls, right? He's taking a look at me, 46-year-old out, recovering alcoholic, right? Bald, right? Yeah. Little bit sort of tubby round the middle, hair in places it didn't used to be. He thought, do you know what? I'll be fucked if I'm feeling that cunt's balls yeah, today. Yeah. When I, I've got a, I ain't when gonna I've got, learn. Yeah. I ain't gonna learn nothing new here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he thought to himself, "We've got a fucking million pound machine downstairs sitting yeah. there that can literally just see inside his balls. Why would I feel this cunt's balls when I can send him down there?" He went, I send you for a scan. Pull up your trousers. But what was funny was <laughs> the next thing that happened was he goes, "Yeah, I mean, you can get it removed if you want." And he goes, it's just a cyst. People get them all the time. He goes, I got three or four in my balls. That's what he actually <laughs> said, right? And I was like, have you? And he goes, yeah, don't bother me, right? And he goes, if you want it out, it's no problem. The only risk is can affect your fertility. And I said, yeah, that's oh. what they told me 10 years ago, which is why I didn't have it. I said, but now, I said, my attitude is, Fuck it. I was thinking of getting the snip anyway, right? And I sort of said this just for a bit of bounce as I was pulling my trousers up. He fucking did a double take and he said, that. he goes, oh, yeah? And his eyes lit up, right? And I go, yeah. He goes, you know, we do that here too. And I said, I'm sure you do. I thought, I'm sure you fucking do. It's a urology department at a big NHS hospital. I should hope you fucking do the snip. And he goes, just downstairs on your way out. You'll see the place where they do it. He we goes, do it now. He goes, it's in and out. He goes, pop your head in, get a leaflet. You might even get an appointment. And I was like, all right. And I was thinking to myself, I was only half joking, to be honest. I mean, I could have it. And I went, yeah. I said, I might. He goes, why not? Right? Well, I don't know. He goes, it's only local anaesthetic. You go in, you get it done, bit of pain for a couple of days, then you don't have to worry anymore, right? So so basically, he was trying to upsell you. He was trying to upsell me, but I didn't understand why, Andy, because it's in the NHS anyway. But it's like, that's yeah. what he loved, that's what he lived for. That's what, he's, yeah, that's that's what I got in this game for. Yeah. I have to sometimes yeah. feel bollocks, look for cancerous growths. That's just the price I have to pay. Yeah. What I'm really in it for is the snip snip. I love I live. vasectomies. I live I live to make men infertile. It's a power thing. <laughs> you feel like God. Yeah? You're controlling the human race with your scalpel. Yeah. Right? And I suppose he's fucking got a point. Hell. He was desperate to convince me. And in the end, I thought, fucking hell, I feel under a lot of pressure here. And, um, mm. 
You know, it's like when you're in a clothes shop and someone over keen comes over and goes, oh, shall I see if I've got that in your size? And you're a bit yeah. like, oh, I'm, oh, I was only looking. You went, oh, I think it looked good on you. I'll go and get it on your size anyway, you cunt. Mm-hmm. And your next thing you know, you're like, fuck, I fucking bought it. Right? Yeah. Um, so, did you buy the vasectomy as well then or not? No, what I said was, I said to him, um, I'll have yeah, to think about it. I said, look, I'm gonna have, I said, I'm going to have this fucking, I, I might have the, the cyst out. And he goes, yeah, you're not that general anaesthetic. And I said, yeah, but mm. what I'm thinking is, get the cyst out so then I'm free well, of that. I said, and when you're there, <laughs> if the geezer slips, he slips. I said, two for the price of one. Fuck off. But I'm going to get one free. And he looked at me a bit pissed off. The younger doctor was still there and he laughed. I went, ah. He went something like, yeah, good business sense. Right? <laughs> anyway, next day, they sent me for the scan. The woman who did it, she was a radiologist. Is- is this a significant part two? Uh, let me just think what I need to tell you about this. I'll tell you one line. She, I'll tell you the full story later. Can see her, she puts the gel on my balls. She yeah. scans it with her scanning gun, right? And she's mm-hmm. looking at this. I'm behind a screen. She's got her hand for the screen. She says, hold your penis in your right hand, right? So oh. I go, all right. Yeah. So I held my penis in my right hand against, against my stomach, right? And... Uh, <laughs> She's and she's scanning me, but she's looking at the screen, so she's not looking direct at my. Yeah. Um, and she goes, "Yeah, I can see it. I can see it." When was the last time you had Everyone a scan? Everyone knows it's there. You, she went, "When did you discuss it?" There. She goes, "When did you discuss it? When did you discover it?" I said, "2001. It was the size of a pea." She went, "What did they say about it when you last had a scan?" I said, ten years ago. They said it was the size of a Malteser." She goes, "Hmm." And I said, "But I've been feeding it." And I reckon it's the size of a conker now. She goes completely <laughs> quiet. There was a really long, awkward silence that lasted over a minute. And then all of a sudden she goes, well, how big's a conker? Right? And I go, fucking hell. Don't get philosophical on me. I said, well, a decent-sized conker. I said, I don't know. And she, I said, a conker that you could win a fucking conker fight with. Yeah. And, she goes, and she goes, well, put it this way. I've just measured this and it's four centimetres in diameter. She, and then she just, then there was a long pause and she went, you don't get conkers that big. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know what to say. I mean, good. Conker I'm glad. Expert, is she? Yeah. I was sort of like, well, is that the biggest you've seen? Fucking hell. I didn't, so that's it. She just told me it was massive. And yeah. she was like, I said, so what am I going to do? She goes, I don't know. It's up to you, mate. See you later. Wash your hands on your way out. Yeah. Put the penis back. Wash Take your right hand your off of your penis. Take yeah. your left hand and use it to pull up your Put, pants. Adjust your yeah. penis using both hands and then leave my surgery with loads of gel still on my balls. Put your, put your penis back in its resting position and leave my surgery. <laughs> and leave this place immediately. Fucking hell. So what next? Is it going to be removed? Or are you waiting to find out? Or? Um, the doctor's calling me to discuss the results of the scan next week. Yeah. And that's why I, I think I might get it out, mate, because it's you only getting well. bigger. Yeah, it's only exactly. getting fucking bigger. And sometimes, and they, she did she did say one thing. She went, the thing is, it's not dangerous. It's not like cancerous or anything. She went, but they can sometimes get twisted. And I do not need a twisted balls. Do you know what I mean? And the thing as well is, Sam, right, the older you get, the more dangerous a general anaesthetic is. So you might as well Correct. get it done now while you're a young man. Yeah. I'm get driving. It over, get it out. It might, it might recede and begin again from the pea size in a year or two. Yeah, because that happens know. with your strawberries. 
Like you can, exactly. your strawberries look like yeah. they died, and the next season they just come back up again Bam. out of nowhere. Here we are again. Yeah, but, so um, you never know. What was funny was Springfield Circle. When I got home that night, still with the gel on my balls because I'd had to go straight out. I got in and watched England Germany and and dressed in my um, my in laws robe from Hungary, and they said, mm. "How was your day?" And I said, "Well." I've had. I thought I might as well turn myself up. Been trying my balls scanned, and they just went, "Yes, we know." Anna told us all about it. I was like, "Oh, fucking cheers!" So then I just put on my crusader outfit and watched the game. Crusader outfit on, yeah, Mm. all normal, all completely normal, excellent. Um, Can we do the predictions for the weekend's quarterfinal action that I'll be enjoying on Five Live? Well, your daughter, mind uh, you, having it on on the radio. My daughter hates me listening to the oh, radio. Oh, she'll have her earphones in. She'll be listening oh, to her thank music. God. There'll be yeah. no conversation whatsoever yeah. throughout the entire that's, journey. That's, that's be, pretty standard with fine. my daughter. Yeah. It'll be fine. Um, latest update. Um, results bots on 18. You're on 14. I'm on 13. Mm, quite close. Um, so it's all quite tasty. So we've got four games to come. 90 minutes here. Switzerland versus Spain. What do you reckon? I think Switzerland are going to win this on penalties. I think it'll be one all after 90 minutes. <clears throat> one, one after 90 minutes. Um, I think Spain will win this one, one nil. Uh, Belgium versus Italy. I'll go first on this. Fucking hell, this is going to be some game, isn't it? Belgium, mm. Italy. Uh, I think Belgium will win this 2-1, 90 minutes. I think it will end 90 minutes, 1-1. Okay. Czech Republic versus Denmark. What do you think? I think this will be 2-1 Denmark. 2-1 Denmark. Uh, I reckon it will be 2-0 to Denmark. And finally, Ukraine versus England. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, 90 minutes, Ukraine, England. Uh, uh, 1-0 England. Exactly what I'm going to say, 1-0 England and results. Okay. Yeah, well, no, results but says 1-0 Ukraine because he favours the home team. Oh, yeah, okay. Ukraine technically are in this. Yeah. So, yeah, as I said, I'm not asked, but I think England are going to win and get in the semi-finals. What, what last thought, final thoughts, thought for the mm. day? Mm. Serious now. If mm-hmm. England win the Euros, we mm. win the Euros, mm-hmm. what will your response be that evening? Well, I'll probably have some beer because it's the night before my birthday. But, um, so, no, but depends yeah, how much beer I've had. You're getting out of the question. You're saying, "Well, I'm going to have beer, not because we've won the Euros, but because... I will. I will stand. I will stand in my living room and I will applaud. I will applaud them. <laughs> what? Like, will you stand on a table or on a chair? No, no, just on the floor. Just, um, just in front of like, my armchair. Polite and clapping I will like the Queen does. No, no, it'll be. <laughs> yeah. It'll be you know. It'll, it'll be heartfelt. But, and then uh, that, well, back that's to, a long way away. That's, that's nine days away. Uh, all right, there you go. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your weekend of hot soccer action. And uh, radio can be better than TV. It's theatre of the mind. <laughs> Feel your testicles gently.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.